It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll introduce my guest shortly, and we're going to have a lot of fun today, and we're going to learn a lot, too. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. I had Jack Hanfield on my show a few years ago, and we had a really terrific conversation. Many of you know that he was one of the featured experts in The Secret. So one of the questions I asked was, why does the law of attraction not seem to work for everyone? He said there were three reasons. First, we might have self-limiting beliefs around the thing we we're asking for. If we don't believe we can really have it, we're not going to get it. Second, we're not operating on the same frequency as the thing we're asking for. If we want something wonderful to manifest in our lives, but we ask for a place of sadness, depression, or despair, we're not in a position to attract that wonderful thing. But if you ask for a place of love, joy, and gratitude, then you are in a far better place to receive. Finally, we're not taking enough action. You'll notice the last six letters of attraction are A-C-T-I-O-N. You can't sit on a couch and hope for a million dollars and expect it to just show up unless you actually do something worth a million dollars. To learn more about how that interview with Jack Canfield went, you can get my book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else. And he was one of the featured interviews in that book. With that in mind, I do want to introduce my guest. And if you've not gotten my latest book, it's called The Grace Lessons to Learn from Being an Entrepreneur, Volume 3, where I and a bunch of my friends collaborate on the greatest lessons we learned from running a business. That is also available on Amazon. It is the final of the three volumes that I published for that. My guest this week is Sean Cannell. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He's an international speaker, coach, and prolific content creator. His mission is to help 10,000 purpose-driven people create a full-time living with YouTube. As the CEO of Think Media and host of the Think Media podcast, he's one of today's leading online video experts and the world's most watched YouTube strategist. Sean's YouTube channels have over 2 million subscribers, and his videos have been viewed over 150 million times. He's been featured in the 20 must-watch YouTube channels that will change your business by Forbes.com. After growing a six-figure income as a tech YouTuber, he built an eight-figure online video education company that he runs today. We have a lot to unwrap and unravel, so here we are with my very special guest, Sean Cannell. Sean, how are you? Welcome to the show. Brian, I'm doing amazing, and I always love hanging out with Achievers, and so I'm super grateful to be with you and your community today. Awesome. I'm very glad to have you here. So the question that I ask first is, did you envision early on that you would be where you are now? Um, honestly, I did not. I actually kind of feel like I'm an accidental entrepreneur, and a lot of people in what's termed the creator economy who kind of started YouTube channels, you know, I just started making videos in my bedroom and I was mm. committed to lifelong learning and leveling up and studying business. But I, I had no idea that growing up in a small town, college dropout, you know, I grew up in Arlington, Washington. It was very rural kind of farm community. Mm-hmm. So now I have millions of subscribers today. 
it is weird. I have no idea what's going on. It's very surprising. And I think the exciting thing is social media, the internet and YouTube really can create those kind of opportunities for entrepreneurs and achievers just because it doesn't matter where you are, you can start getting your message out there and building a business or building, turning your idea into income. I think for a lot of people, myself included, our careers would look vastly different without the internet. <laughs> for sure. I probably would still have a J-O-B and be hating my life right now. <laughs> I feel you. Yes, absolutely. So tell us, what did your path look like prior to your current career? You didn't come out of the womb doing YouTube videos. None of us did. So where did your path take you before you got to where you are now? Yeah, you know, in a one sense, I feel like I did not choose video. Video chose me. I didn't have a lot of vision in high school. In fact, I got expelled for a wild living from a Christian high school and I kind of was wandering in drugs and purposelessness, aimlessness, no vision. Um, and eventually I, through kind of hitting rock bottom at a young age of just partying way too hard, I kind of came to my senses and I went to Bible college for a year. And to stay mm -hmm. out of trouble on summer break, I started volunteering at a small local church an hour north of Seattle, Washington. And there was like eight kids in the youth ministry on Wednesdays. But the youth pastor, I just showed up and said, hey, I'll do whatever you need me to do. And he actually handed me a video camera and Adobe Premiere video editing software and said, start making video announcements for Wednesday night youth group. And so I've now been doing video for 20 years ever since I made those first videos, which were terrible, by the way. You know, I'm encouraging everybody listening to this to start making video. And people's hesitation is like, my first videos will probably suck. And the truth is, they will like I actually of course like they will be terrible mine were everybody's are but I had the privilege of getting to literally do those before YouTube started and I was learning the skill set of consistent content creation because I literally made videos every single Wednesday for youth group so then in 2007 we started a channel for this church and again it was kind of a rural church start uploading videos these days YouTube had a 15 minute time limit. You couldn't do custom thumbnails. It was nothing like it was today, but I was, you know, getting started. And then I just kept going deeper and kept learning. And so I've been doing video production, cameras, lighting, video editing for 20 years. I've been doing YouTube for 16. And uh, there's been a windy road along the way, but that's what we do today is we teach people how to produce video content and to live stream. And then we teach them the best practices around YouTube through books and courses and things like that. And so I've just been doing it for a long time. I've made a ton of mistakes. They, they say failures are the stepping stones to success. I definitely think I have the record for the most failures uh, and mistakes in business, but just from continuing to go in the same direction, um, we've made some progress. And so the journey has been pretty wild. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And, you know, a lot of people want to be good at something right away, but it doesn't really ever work that way. Anything worth doing is worth being terrible at first, but people don't want to be terrible first. They just want to hit the fast forward button. There is no such thing. I totally agree. And uh, uh, my friend Ben says it this way. The formula to success is suck, 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 cess. So it's like you got to be bad first before you ultimately reach success. And uh, I, I think it's the 10,000 hour rule. And I think I've actually put in 30, 40, 50,000 hours in the video um, as we speak today. And so I just continue to double down. Yeah, for sure. So you've alluded to what your grand mission is. Can you articulate that one more time? 
Yeah, we actually recently updated it because we're pretty meticulous in tracking, and I feel like we reached that first stage of uh, helping 10,000 people. So our, our mission right now is to help 1 million purpose-driven people create a full-time living doing what they love with online video and YouTube. And so we're we're helping people turn. We really serve two groups of people. We serve aspiring creators. This in and of itself, this content creator career, Signal Fire said is the fastest growing type of small business. And we have a lot of students that maybe take their cooking or they take their parenting skills or they love homeschooling or they're traveling and they're RVers or they love Legos and they start creating content around that and monetizing it. And then the other group of people we help would be business owners who want more leads, clients, and sales. So it's a little bit of a different positioning. A lot of times the size of the YouTube channel is not the goal. It's not about going viral or anything like that. It's about just getting your content in front of the right people who would be your ideal potential customers and then um, growing that way. And so uh, that's we're on a mission to help a million people create a full-time living. We're obsessed with uh, tracking the data that we can from the various case studies and stories we get. We track them in monday.com. Um, and then we also look at things like silver play buttons, which is a wild goal. That's 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. We kind of have like a wall of people's pictures who reach that level. But the cool thing is you don't actually ever have to grow a YouTube channel that's that big or even ever have to go viral to create a sustainable business. And so um, that's that's the mission. It looks different for different people. And we uh, are just obsessed with trying to help as many people as we can figure this YouTube thing out. Yeah, for sure. Every entrepreneur has their ups and downs, as I'm sure you are well aware, as I am. What would you consider to be your rock bottom or defining moment? I think in a huge defining moment for me was in 2009 when my wife almost died. And I had uh, we got married young, conservative Christian kids. Uh, and so we everybody was getting married. We met in she was actually a Starbucks barista. We got married right around 21 years of age. And just two years after we got married, she actually got very sick on a trip to the Philippines and started just dropping all this weight. And by 2009, she had to get a feeding tube and there was a mistake in the procedure, which uh, really threatened her life. And she ended up mm -hmm. in the hospital for six days. Oh. And, you know, it was actually during this time that I was doing YouTube, um, I was uh, waiting tables at Red Robin, a, a burger restaurant. I was still mm -hmm. working part-time at my church. Um, but I found myself, but she was actually the main breadwinner. So I found myself in the hospital room for six days, uh, with a lot on my mind, worried about her, worried about our future. How are we going to pay medical bills? How are we going to, you know, handle this? And, and that was the moment where you'd call it mortality motivation, mm -hmm. where, I really saw how fragile life was and I felt called to go to another level, to man up, to provide, to fight for my wife and to figure out a way to work from home, pay medical bills. And this was a major defining moment that I'm sure we could unpack a little bit more. Absolutely. We've got about a minute, minute and a half to our first break. Here's a new question that I started asking recently. What is the best action that you wish you would have taken in your business? I think the best action, honestly, that I wish I would have taken was better care of my health. Um, I have had some repetitive stress injury, kind of like almost like a carpal tunnel um, and uh, tennis elbow, tendonitis, tendinosis from being at a computer so much and grinding so hard in my 20s and 30s. 
And so I look back and I think I still could have done everything I did while being more thoughtful about uh, health, about breaks, about some strength training. Um, and man, I want to be built to last. I don't just want to have 15 minutes of a sprint or fame and then burn out. And so that is what I would recommend to my younger self for sure. Keep building what you're building, but mm -hmm. don't neglect your health. Absolutely. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio, and I'm sure you can probably figure out our topic is how to make a lucrative income using YouTube. We have a lot to unwrap and unravel, and we will do that when we return. Be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's words you never heard. Whenever we hear a recording of our own voice, it always sounds different than we think. This is because the bones in our skull create a resonance from within that makes our voice sound deeper to us. But our recorded voice is how others hear us. I'm sure I'm not the first person who has uttered the words, I really don't sound like that. Do I? Margaret Thatcher famously underwent vocal training to lower her voice and make her sound more statesmanlike. Recently, British Airways polled Americans and Britons to see who they believed had the sexiest voices. Morgan Freeman was voted number one. If a judge loves the sound of his own voice, expect a long sentence. What's a word for a person who loves to hear the sound of their own voice? A philodox. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Sean Cannell, and we are talking about how to make a lucrative income, full-time income, on YouTube. And if you've not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please do that. Leave a five-star review if you think it's worthy. I hope you do believe that, and I would be honored if you would do that. In fact, if you have Siri or Alexa, you can ask for the latest episode to be played to you, and it will do so immediately. You can also find the show on Spotify and Amazon, everywhere that a podcast or a radio show can be found, you'll find it. So, Sean, let me ask you, what is the most expensive mistake you think you've made? It can be financial. It doesn't have to be. It can be something you held on to for way too long or something you should have started sooner. Um, the top of mind financial mistake was when we launched our first 
event. We have an event in Las Vegas called Grow With Video Live, and it's on your coming up on year six. The first mm-hmm. one we lost twenty thousand dollars, so it it was about a thun- hundred thousand dollar cost. We uh, you know only made eighty back. Um, but to be honest, I don't really view that as a mistake. It was definitely um, mathematically negative, but it was, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And we learned through scars and pain and, and we've been profitable in our event ever since then. And so it is it was a stepping stone to success. Right. I think the most costly mistake, though, would be human mistakes with human resources retaining a team member that is um, toxic. You know, I read, a, of course, John Maxwell, 21 Year Refutable Laws of Leadership years ago, and I learned about the law of the bad apple. And, it, you know, one bad apple will spoil the entire bunch. And mm-hmm. so as the leader, you can't tolerate somebody who's toxic for the team, even if they are potentially high producing. In fact, mm-hmm. typically they probably are. They might be your fear might be that they're great at sales or they're great at whatever they're doing. Um, and holding on to them for too long, the, the unlock being that when the bad apple is removed, the whole culture, the whole energy, the whole environment shifts and organizational health trumps everything. So one of my biggest things I'm focusing on these days is, uh, the tone, the culture, uh, organizational health, not just having the right people on the bus in the right seats, but also getting the wrong people off the bus because culture is everything. And co- culture eats vision for lunch every day. So really maintaining a healthy culture is critical. Oh, for sure. I absolutely agree with that. And I've had people on my show tell me that even, you know, their bad apples quite often are the highest producing people. And they think, oh, you can't make it without me. But when they let that person go, you're pruning your tree. It gets bigger. It gets fuller. It gets much better all the way around. So no, I agree with you for sure. What is the highest value skill anyone can develop? Communication by far is the highest value skill. I think anybody can develop. Um, What's interesting is that's an extension of YouTube and video, but Mm -hmm. communication and persuasion. I mean, any parent knows I got a two and a half year old right now and Mm. clearly my communication skills are either not very good or I'm just dealing with the terrible twos because I am having a hard time persuading my son to do a lot of things, to be kind to his brother. Um, But in all seriousness, right, communication is is. is the highest, it's one of the highest paid, most leveraged skills. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're going to be the president of the United States, you got to be a good communicator. You're going to sway public opinion mainly by how you communicate, mm-hmm. honestly, whether it's true or not. And so yeah. learning how to package and promote your ideas, whether inside a company, whether in a leadership role, um, and then in a world of media and social media, knowing how to architect content, communicate powerfully, package your ideas into different forms of content, whether it's radio, podcasts, vertical video, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, By far, these are some of the greatest levers we have for hacking media to get the word out about our businesses, our products, our services. And so I think that communication um, would be the highest skill, only to be trumped after that diatribe by I think leadership being even higher than that because uh, leadership, I guess a great persuasive communicator without leadership. And I think true leadership insinuates character and integrity. Maybe I'm going to go tie for, for first place on leadership and communication. Fantastic. Tell us about think media. This is your company. 
Yeah, so Think Media, we are an education company, meaning we teach people the skill sets. We believe the modern necessary skill sets of how to produce video content, social media content, live streaming content. And we help, uh, we have a lot of free content on YouTube if people just search Think Media, picking out what camera should I choose? Can I just accessorize my smartphone to have a little bit of better audio, better lighting? And answering those questions, or I want to build a, a podcast studio at home or a video podcast studio, what lighting, camera, and software. So we cover a lot of tech and tools for people that want to create content. And then we help people with the strategy side. We do touch on all the platforms, but YouTube is the main thing. And so we have a ton of free content, a free podcast. We have a, a course on YouTube, wrote a book on YouTube called YouTube Secrets, um, mm -hmm. especially too, because I believe that YouTube, if you're gonna be doing video, you definitely wanna do video on YouTube, second largest search engine in the world, the only platform where your content lives forever. Um, it's more leveraged than all the other social media platforms, which your content can be posted today, but basically won't be seen tomorrow. Whereas if you do YouTube right, you can build up a library of videos that are seed for weeks, months, and years to come. And so business owners and the ambitious understand leverage like real estate or leverage like investing. YouTube is similar. When you make the right videos that can be continued to be distributed by Google who owns YouTube and found in search, I have 10-year-old mm -hmm. videos that are still bringing me leads, that are still generating income as we speak, that are still generating sales. And again, 10 I posted the video 10 years ago. So yeah. that's real leverage. When mm -hmm. you, um, it's YouTube videos are like an employee you pay once that work for you free forever. Making the video takes hard work. Learning these skills is certainly its own art form in and of itself. But if I can make a video today that's still growing my business in six years, I'm, I'm going to do that. And so that's why I love YouTube the most. Fantastic. So let's talk about building a successful business using YouTube. Some people think that YouTube is saturated because there's millions, even maybe billions of videos on YouTube now. So is that true or is it? still in a place where it can still grow a lot. It can still grow. I mean, it's supply and demand. I grew up in Seattle and um, eventually rural area of Arlington, Washington. And one of the things I noticed was um, there's coffee everywhere. There was not just Starbucks born in Seattle. You could go to right. a Pete's Coffee. You could go to Dunkin' Donuts. You, of course, could get coffee at McDonald's. But then you realize that there was 15 different hipster coffee shops in the city with single origin beans. But then in my area, more rural, I realized there was espresso stands on literally every corner, maybe because you don't want to actually cross traffic to get into it. So people commuting to work could open up an espresso stand in a small piece of real estate low overhead lease to lease the land and build a little shed where they get some power, get some water and, and start selling coffee and create a profitable business. Now, that's not necessarily going to be Starbucks, but it's going to be something that can serve the demand because why a lot of people drink coffee. Same is true on YouTube. You got to think about how you're positioned. Are you going to be Starbucks? Probably not. But could you start a profitable YouTube channel? If you get your positioning right, you get in front of traffic, you get into an area where the demand is bigger than supply. And the truth is there is a greater demand for good content than there is supply, especially mm. if you pick the right niche, the right topic. Um, for one example, uh, we, we don't even have time. We could go, I could literally give you a thousand examples, but some of the things that people do on YouTube is they actually commentate on television. For example, 
Uh, Succession just uh, ended the show on HBO mm-hmm. Max, now Max. And Four Seasons, very popular show. I was pretty into it, especially because I'm thinking about Succession. Even though my kids are young, I'm like, man, I want to do it the right way. I'm learning the wrong way. And and these this guy, Lo, uh, Logan Roy, built this media company. We had a small media company. So there's a lot of parallels that I found enjoyable. Saying that, I probably watched about four hours of YouTube videos doing character breakdowns, show summaries, and being explained, Easter eggs, cinematography aspects, all around the show succession. What people don't realize is there's this thing called fair use. So an everyday creator can actually use clips and sound bites from the show legally, so mm. long as they actually DJ that content into an original work. And they can get hundreds of thousands of views and generate a couple thousand dollars a month, if you will, a small espresso shop on the side of the road, you know, serving this pain point and this demand for commentary and insights around succession really turning your passion into profit because if you loved watching tv and wanted to talk about that you can now monetize it on youtube the reason i say that it can never be saturated is because there'll always be a new show yeah there's gonna always be a new camera there's gonna always be new software ai wasn't even a thing now Mm -hmm. ai is printing not just the businesses there's a zillion ai startups ai for productivity for video editing But now there's AI channels and people talking about AI and affiliates want to pay creators to get the word out about their software. And so the world is always moving. What I would say is if you open up a coffee shop in the wrong place because it's already saturated on that corner, you need to Mm -hmm. find a different part of town. So absolutely, YouTube's not too saturated. But but just like business, you want to be aware of. What is your blue ocean strategy? You want to be aware of the classic book positioning. You just want to be thoughtful about right. what's your angle, what's your positioning, what what is your USP, what are you bringing to the to the market, um, and simply getting positioned is also an advantage because maybe what you do for this year and next year and next year is just you kind of learning how to create content, you learning how to make videos, you kind of developing a skill set, and then boom something new comes along like AI, let's say, and all of a sudden you're perfectly positioned to have kind of a head start to move on something Mm -hmm. that not only you're passionate about, but now you're relevantly, uh, you're able to jump on in that moment. And so I think it's an absolute blue ocean on YouTube, although there's aspects of it that are a little crowded. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just a matter of just like any business being aware of competitors, market research, being thoughtful of your own strengths, and then deploying your YouTube strategy accordingly. Fantastic. We've got less than a minute to our break. Real quick, what are the demographics for YouTube compared to, let's just say, TikTok or Instagram? The cool thing about YouTube is it's literally everybody. With YouTube Shorts, it has, yes, TikTok's a little bit bigger in Gen Z, but YouTube's massive in Gen Z. But what's shocking is how huge baby boomers are on YouTube, Uh, maybe because it's free and if you don't pay for premium. And so there's an astounding amount of baby boomers and Mm -hmm. everything in between. So the cool thing about YouTube is it is the mature platform. It is relevant for everybody listening to this. Their Mm -hmm. audience and demographic is there. Fantastic. And we're coming up against a break. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio.
The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Sean Cannell. We're talking about how to make a lucrative income full-time income on YouTube. And I had a publishing client just release a book today called 501 Dad Jokes. Get it. It's fun. There are some fun jokes. There are some corny jokes. There are some that'll make you groan. There's some that'll make you snort. It's great. Jason Harrell is the author, 501 Dad Jokes. Pick it up. You'll have a lot of fun. And just in time for Father's Day. How cool is that? So, Sean, let's talk about how someone can actually get started on YouTube. Is it as mysterious and difficult as we want to think that it might be? I think that listening to this at this exact moment is the greatest opportunity to get started on YouTube because of one thing, and that is a new feature that YouTube has added relatively recently called YouTube Shorts. Mm -hmm. Now, everyone listening to this may be aware that video is taking over all of these different social media platforms, and vertical video, simply meaning the way our phones look, the way we FaceTime with our friends and family, Vertical video is the most popular form of video right now. That's what's on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as a competitive option to all these other platforms allows people to now upload vertical videos that are less than 60 seconds. And those have a whole new, they have new channels of distribution. Right now, YouTube Shorts as a product across the platform of YouTube are getting 50 billion daily video views. We've helped thousands of people like in our community and whatnot. And we hear that just they're blown away by how much love YouTube is giving YouTube shorts. And this is because, again, they want to grow that. They want people to be using it. They want to compete with TikTok. They're not friends with TikTok. They want to be the bigger platform. So the reason this is good news is because to get started on YouTube right now, the smartphone you already have is sufficient and I've learned that creativity works best in constraints, meaning mm. your limit is 60 seconds on a YouTube short. That is yeah. how long you have to communicate. 
So then you're not thinking, okay, well, what if I talk too long or how long should I talk or how much? And what's cool is you could just turn on the camera and start talking to the camera, but there's also a free video editor. It might sound intimidating, but it's right there on your phone. You download the YouTube app and you can start creating a YouTube short. Like you could put a positive quote on there, attach some music and post a YouTube short in the next five minutes. Like you could, there's a lot of different formats. So the reason I love this is it gives people the barrier to entry is lower than it ever has been to get started. Mm -hmm. And so YouTube shorts is by far the best way to start uploading content. And I'll tell you one story that's interesting about this is Anton Stetner is a real estate agent friend of mine, an investor. He lives in Snohomish County. He's doing a lot of different things. He's got kind of a team at Keller Williams and he's um, investing and doing some development stuff. He's very educated in the region and he wanted to start investing in video. So what he realized was that I need constraints. I need like, I, if I sit down and I talk for hours or how would I edit that? What would I do next? So he just made a commitment. He actually committed to doing one vertical video per day mm. and he might do a market update. He might just do a quick education about if you look at a roof like this and you see the moss here, this is what you should do to get it. Just, just, just sharing something valuable every day on his topic of real estate. And after a few months of doing this, it's been stunning what it's led to. The cool thing too, when you do vertical video is it doesn't just have to be a YouTube short. I know this is a YouTube conversation, but you can take that vertical video. It's a video that's less than 60 seconds. You could save it to your phone after you've posted it to YouTube. And you could also post it on TikTok and Facebook Reels and Instagram Reels and LinkedIn if you want, which it takes him about 30 minutes a day, but he's found that his phone's ringing more. It's leading to deals. It's led actually to a $350,000 development deal because they somebody who he previously knew saw one of his videos, got in touch with him. But it also has grown his various social media platforms by thousands and thousands of followers. Now, make no mistake, posting a vertical video a day takes commitment, just like committing to a diet or committing to going to the gym. Like this doesn't happen without actually putting in the work, but it's not yeah. as much work as people think. And it was a little overwhelming for him in the first 30 days, even yeah. the first 60. But now that he's on about month six, it's like riding a bike. The training mm -hmm. wheels have come off and he's very comfortable with it. And not only has he calculated he actually has hired his son to help him edit videos and improve some things and he's mm -hmm. invested some dollars but as a real estate agent if he closes one million dollar house for easy math and he gets yeah. his three percent that's 30 grand that would actually pay for about two years worth of his logistics costs for some of the things he's doing around posting these videos so all that to say is there's maybe people that just want to start a hobby. Maybe they have more time on their hands. They could use their phone and get started. If you're a business owner, you could do something like Anton where you have your front desk assistant or somebody else part-time help you. You film the videos and they add captions and upload them. It's, it's really about just rolling up your sleeves, getting dirt under your fingernails and getting started. But that strategy of creating vertical videos less than a minute and not just uploading them to YouTube shorts, but uploading them across platforms will lead to incredible kicked open doors of opportunity if you mm -hmm. just commit to doing the work. Fantastic. Let's just say someone says, I don't want to be on camera. Audio only videos are just fine too, right? Yeah, I think that not only are audio only videos just fine, but for you and your listeners, we can enter into the mysterious world of what is known as faceless channels. Yeah. 99% of people don't realize that there is an entire, there's thousands of people 
earning thousands to tens of thousands to might shock you six figures a month from faceless YouTube channels. Mm. What these channels consist of is somebody takes something they're passionate about. One of my team members has a side project. He's earned a couple grand already, maybe like five on the side because he started a channel about basketball. He loves basketball. And because he understands fair use law, he realizes that you could pull clips and still photos and the visual elements of uh, B-roll, which would just be like stock footage of just basketball in general, mm -hmm. or of a city, if you were to say Chicago Bulls and you showed Chicago. You just think about photos and videos and clips of the players. Well, when you combine all of those visual elements, he is not on camera. Then you write a script, and what some people are doing is they they sit down, they write a script, and he will talk about LeBron, LeBron's son, plans of what's happening, and come up with a good hook, a good title. Uh, they're going to start a team. They're going to start – I don't really know this stuff, but like I've watched what he's doing. And then he will read the voiceover, or you could even outsource the voiceover. And when you tap into – a lot of times people do this. They'll do this around children's stories. They'll do this around basketball or sports, UFC. They'll do this around celebrities. They'll do this around financial uh, information. They'll do this around uh, all kinds of uh, leadership channels. So let's say you love success principles. You could do this uh, around, you know, combining Zig Ziglar stuff with, uh, you know, Norman Vincent Peale. People do this around the Bible and scripture channels. Nobody's on camera. There's something visual. There's music. And there's a voiceover typically. And I know many people like it, it would probably shock you. It's because it's, it shocks me. So how many people I know that um, sometimes have four or five or six or 10 of these faceless channels and are earning 10, 20, 30 K a month. But this might sound a little sensational and I understand that, but it's actually just very real. And so ultimately uh, what's even wilder is the way that these individuals are able to have multiple channels is they start to outsource, they start realizing it's kind of an arbitrage thing. Okay, how, how much would it cost for someone to write a script? How hard would it be to get AI to write a script and I just write the final 10 minutes of editing to make it polished up where the mistakes are? I could get free music from these different sites. I can get free stock footage from these different sites. I can hire an editor from one of these online websites and perhaps a video on my faceless channel might cost $45 to $80 to produce. Now for the person just starting, it's quite a bit, but if, if you can post one, two, three of these a week and all you need is one or two of these a month to actually blow up and hit a nerve in terms of the topic, this is how these channels are uh, essentially creating these mini uh, media company channels. It's like a, a, a channel all about basketball news, leveraging mm -hmm content and essentially, you know, DJing it all together. Um, and it's a very real thing. Make no yeah. mistake. It's definitely a skill set to learn. And, uh, but for many, this is why I literally believe there's opportunity for every single person on YouTube. Maybe you want to be on camera. Maybe you want to be the assistant to somebody. Maybe you want to be the co-host of something. Maybe you just want to work in the industry. Maybe you think it would be fun to do research or editing or something else related to a lot of creator businesses or hiring. But also, if you're like, I just don't think I would ever love to be on camera, there's no reason why you couldn't start 
quote unquote, a faceless channel that is about something you're passionate about. It's just your voiceover or it's an AI voiceover or it's somebody from Fiverr's voiceover. It's pretty wild what's possible when you sort of peer into this world of the creator economy. And that's one of the paths for sure. That is uh, sort of a little known opportunity on YouTube. Okay, great. We've got maybe two or three minutes to our next break. What are some of the biggest mistakes people make when trying to start a, new, a, new, a YouTube channel? The first mistake people make when try, uh, trying to start a YouTube channel is not starting. Mm -hmm. um, that might sound funny, but the key to starting is starting. And mm -hmm. I've learned that you cannot steer a parked car. I think it's perfectionism that holds people back, but getting being okay by putting out a couple bad videos, I would encourage people, as I mentioned, um, YouTube shorts, you're listening to this right now, you should post your next YouTube short in the next 24 hours, if not in the next 24 minutes when you're done listening to this. Mm. Like taking radical ma massive action that shocks you out of, well, how do I set up the channel? I got a website, you can write it down, G-O-O-G-L-E, or you can search up Think Media, but just go to Google, like you already probably have a Gmail address, just set up your YouTube channel, upload your first video, here's your script, hey guys, my name's Sean. I'm not even really sure what I'm doing, but I just listened to a show with Brian Wright and Sean Cannell. And uh, I thought I would take massive action, punch fear in the face and upload my video. So here it is. You could always delete that. You could always private it. But I found that those who get the car moving are mm -hmm. the ones who get the best results. So I would say start before you're ready, start messy. And then I think the biggest mistake is not doing your research and not getting educated we're we're living in a world where uh, ignorance is unacceptable, it, meaning there's just no excuse for ignorance. There's free YouTube videos, there's channels like mine, Think Media, there's books like YouTube Secrets, and there's also competitors, meaning, and that's not to make you insecure or comparison, that's the thief of joy, right? But it's, it's, uh, it's just looking out to see, okay, if I just take three hours, forget that, if I take 35 minutes, on a Saturday morning to go brainstorm a little bit, type in some of the topics I'm thinking about and watch other YouTube videos with a pen in hand and a journal out. If I just take a little bit of time to plan, I can actually analyze what's happening and think about the content that I wanna create. So number one, start before you're ready. And number two, spend some time just researching best practices on YouTube and looking at some of the other channels around the topic that you wanna create. Fantastic, and we will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio, down the start to come when we return. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. 
find yourself trying to concentrate at the office and the person at the next desk is so distracting, humming, mumbling to themselves, drumming their fingers, maybe tapping their pencil? Did you know there's a word for someone who drones on, hums and distracts nonstop? They are called bombolators. My husband is a classic bombolator. Whenever I find a quiet place in the house and try to read a book, that's when he'll enter the room and come up with all kinds of things to bother me. He'll pace back and forth, turn on the TV, start digging through drawers like he's lost something, and most famously, start talking to himself. I usually put up with it for a while before turning into a Rixatrix. That's a nasty old lady who's scolding and just can't be bothered. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Sean Cannell, and we are talking about monetizing YouTube. And we could go on for two or three hours on this, but we only have one segment to go. Perhaps we'll have a follow-up somewhere down the line. So I want to ask next, Sean, what can you do if you're struggling to get viewers for your YouTube channel once you've got it up and going? Yeah, we uh, have a few practical frameworks that people can use. And uh, and here are a couple of my favorite. ASQ, it stands for Answer Specific Questions. RSP, that stands for Review Specific Products. And then Trend Surfing. And so I'll break these down. I think one of the coolest ways to get started on YouTube is answering specific questions. You know, speaking of radio, it kind of reminds me of a pretty well-known radio individual named Dave Ramsey. And yeah. Dave is built a massive career on radio and has um, helping people get out of debt. His philosophy is that you cut up your credit cards. But actually what's fascinating is Dave has become one of the biggest, if not the biggest, largest uh, personal finance channel on YouTube. Now he has other people and, and all he's doing is he streams his radio show and he takes calling questions and then they cut clips out of it on the highlights channel he actually has two channels the two hour shows and then he's got a clips channel but what's fascinating if you said okay so what what's dave's strategy like what's he doing to get views and the only thing he does is answer specific questions like mm. that is the whole model people call in and they're like dave i'm 30k underwater and i'm thinking about should i buy a house right now should i liquidate my 401k and put it all into bitcoin should i it's just specific questions and what's cool is it also speaks to why that works a lot of people would probably critique dave and they'd say he never says anything new kind of mm. true except that now crypto's here that nfts are here now web3 so it's the same stuff the baby steps haven't changed mm -hmm. but what a model of realizing well if i'm answering specific questions because people are always again back to real estate agents they want to know the market update for this month they want to mm -hmm. know so ASQ is what are the specific questions around the topic? What are the 10 to 20 questions for business owners that you typically get? You should turn that into 20, 20, uh, 10 to 20 videos. So that's number one. I think number two is review specific products. The reason I love this is a concept called affiliate marketing where you can actually sign up for, say, Amazon.com, and they give you the ability to create a custom link. And so if you were to make a video reviewing 
a pressure washer or make a video talking about a socket set for changing the intake on your car. And you made a little YouTube video talking about like best socket set on Amazon, such and such DeWalt socket set. Well, someone could look that up and be like, I was thinking about buying that. They find your video, they click your link, and then you actually get a commission when somebody clicks your link on makes a purchase off of that. So people are doing so much e-commerce. They're shopping online and shopping from home. And no matter what the subject matter is, tools, tech, cameras, yoga pants, like for everybody listening to this, like you can make, you review specific products or compare two different products. And in most cases, it could be software. It could be Peloton versus Nordic track. You, you can have affiliates for both. Meaning this, this is actually how I was able to build a six figure income before I was even teaching YouTube. I actually did the ASQ and RSP strategy, answer specific questions and review specific products. And then finally, and I, we won't really go into it, but it's just trend surfing is where you step outside of maybe those more practical, less sexy type of videos. I mean, those first two videos are not sexy. They're, they're just practical. Mm -hmm. They may not even get a ton of views, but they will be viewed for weeks, months, even years to come. Cause whenever somebody searches that particular tool or that particular product, but the cool thing about trend surfing is this would be hap tapping in more to virality. And so if you could think about what are trending news stories or maybe what are trending individuals or trending things that happen, I mean, perhaps you're just a business owner talking about um, the economic climate in Iowa, but Biden just did something or Trump did something or the, the you know, government's trying to pass a bill. Well, that's maybe relevant to talk about. And that's very, it could get a ton of views because you're talking about now stories it polarizing individuals, you're tapping into what we call trend surfing and influence mm -hmm. surfing, where you're kind of riding on the influence of a news story or riding on the influence of somebody. They don't know you, but they know this individual. And so when someone's like, well, I don't have many views or how do I get known? These are some strategies for how to get known when you have a brand new channel or you're just starting. Fantastic. We talked, you talked about going viral and this is a topic that I know a lot of people are probably interested in. So you can't really predict going viral, but if you study viral videos, there are some ingredients that seem to be common amongst those that do go viral. Am I right about this? 100%. Tell us about that. Well, the real ingredients of super viral videos, maybe people remember Gundam style or they remember uh, Charlie bit my finger. A lot of times what happens, uh, the ingredients of really viral videos are music, certain songs, certain music goes viral, uh, kids, children, kids, kids getting hurt, kids biting each other. That seems to go viral emotion. This is probably true through almost every viral video. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It makes you sad. Uh, it, it moves you to share because if it triggers an emotion that a lot of times is an element and an ingredient of a viral video. But the problem with those elements is probably for a lot of us listening to this, we um, aren't gonna necessarily, unless we're creating just random entertaining content, that's not the type of content we're gonna create. Mm -hmm. And so um, the other types of viral videos, you know, Mr. Beast is probably one of the most known, mm -hmm. largest YouTube creators. And a lot of times he's just doing sensational things, but early on he would give away money. Uh, that's, you know, that's just different mm -hmm. things. It would be, Thinking about titles, one of the strategies these guys would employ is they would, before they ever make a video, they would imagine what the thumbnail is going to look like and imagine what the title is going to look like. And then think about, does that 
is that a viral concept? And then they would build the vi the video around it. These days, no matter how hard it is, you know, I turned a you know an actual hotel into a multi-story theme park, and and Mr. Beast's been known to spend millions of dollars, so they're really turning into like films, ultimately with like small budget uh, movie studio levels of budgets. So, anyways, I think that um, down to the practical, the world I live in of kind of business entrepreneurship and education. Viral then a lot of times has to do with striking a nerve and hitting a polarizing topic. And polarizing, I think, would be the key word there. And that would be, uh, there's a lot of, America is probably more polarized and more divided than ever. And those who are willing to maybe step into the ring of the culture wars um, and take a definitive stand or commentate on what's happening in culture. One of my favorite business channels is Valuetainment. The founder of that is Patrick yep. Bet David. Love it. He does um, some long form podcasts, video podcasts, and a lot of people listen to those, but it's it doesn't compare to the clips. They cut out clips. And essentially what they will do with most of their podcasts is just roll through news stories and headlines. And so they're essentially, they live trend surfing and influence surfing. And of course, they've got a good selection of four hosts at any given time, oftentimes a guest who may not even be famous, but is incredibly known in certain areas of politics or somewhere else. And then they'll commentate and, and, and shift the content accordingly. So the punchline is that certain clips, right thumbnail, right topic at the right time strikes a nerve and can get one, two, three, four, five million views. That would be viral for sure if it's happening in a short amount of time and I'll, and again it's it's the subject matter itself it's because it's top of mind for people maybe it's very shareable mm -hmm. um it's it's striking a chord with people and mm -hmm. so all of the above would be if you're trying to mix up a cocktail of virality mm -hmm. those are some things you could consider right. um including in the viral mix great we've got maybe four minutes left. I do want to ask you about monetizing your channel. I do want to let you talk about your resources. So tell us quickly about how can we monetize our channel? How big of a following do we need, et cetera? Well, the good news is it really depends on your business model, not the size of your following. I recommend people check out an article by Kevin Kelly. It's a classic article called a thousand true fans. So you don't need a huge audience. Um, you just need a devoted audience that's focused on, you know, potentially what it is you're doing. So YouTube ads is one of them. It takes a while to get monetized, but eventually YouTube pays you for views. Affiliate marketing, where you get a commission recommending products you know, love, and use. Brand deals, where brands sponsor you, um, and they can, uh, an example would be one of our uh, students, Heather, had a homeschool channel. And with around 2,000 subscribers, so not zero, but not huge. So you think people think you need a million? It's not true. She had a, a she had two, around 2,000 subscribers. She was able to reach out to the curriculum company of their home of the of her and her husband and how they homeschool their kids every year. Well, they spend $1,600 on their curriculum every year. She she hit up the company and said, "Hey, would you think about doing a deal?" Now they had never heard of this before, but after talking, she's like, "Well, I'm followed by 2,000 homeschool moms. That's the key." That's mm -hmm. the, the unlock is the specific audience. And they eventually came to the deal that they would give them curriculum for free. They just saved $1,600 that they would give them a coupon code that their audience could use. They, um, for 10% off and they would get 10%. That's $160 commission every time somebody purchases it. And then they made, she was able to make videos about that. 
and get paid from the ad revenue, get the curriculum for free. And then anybody who purchased the curriculum, that's $160 every time. So yep. ad revenue, affiliate marketing, brand deals. We actually, inside of our program, we, we have a PDF download with 51 different ways to make money on YouTube, which might sound shocking, but it really is. Uh, there's a lot of different opportunities out there from crowdfunding mm -hmm. to uh, creating a membership community to publishing a book to publishing an ebook and leveraging your YouTube channel. So, yeah, if people are interested in learning more about that, um, you can always uh, check out the book on Amazon. YouTube Secrets mm -hmm. is the book. Um, and then we also have a YouTube course that is uh, you could always check that out at my website, SeanCannell.com, if you want to go deeper. And that's mm -hmm. Sean Cannell rhymes with YouTube channel. Um, and, uh, S E A N C A N N E L L.com, but here for you. And we also have a ton of free content. So if people are just wanting to dip their toes in the water, you can check out think media on YouTube. The book is a no brainer. You can get the audio book on uh, audible, uh, YouTube secrets. And then if you want to go deeper, we're here for you, um, on any step of your YouTube journey. Oh, wow. Sean, thank you so much for being here. This was fun. It was informative. A lot of questions I didn't get to. We must do this again someday. Brian, I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me on. It's a real honor and privilege, and I really appreciate you. All right. Thank you, Sean, for being here. And thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn along the way. And I am so grateful for all of you listening. Again, if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio, please do that on Apple Podcast, iTunes. And I would be so grateful if you left a review. Thanks for joining us. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Until next week, take care, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.